Welcome to my podcast. I'm sitting in our large conference room behind the castle because the weather is not very good. It's true wintry weather today outside. And my guest today is a huge friend and a fantastic actor, Sarah Parrish. Hello. <laughs> well, welcome, Sarah. Thank you so much for coming for me. I know we're both in Hampshire. Today's world is so different I from know. this time last year. Isn't it? This time last year, we were doing a lovely showing, weren't we, of Downton mm. Abbey in the castle. In the library to in raise Murray. Yes, to for raise your for the Murray Parish Trust. And now, a year later, it's uh, yeah, everything is very, very different. It's been a very mm. difficult year, I think, for charities. And I know, I know you've had a very tricky time, haven't you? We've all had a really tricky yeah. time, and it just seems almost unimaginable. And this time last year, we were actually eating popcorn too. We were eating, <laughs> eating popcorn. popcorn and drinking. We were drinking sitting together, together and sharing. <laughs> oh my God! Sitting next to oh, each other. I know. It's know, just it's so weird, isn't it? Oh, it is so strange. And I know that. I mean, thank goodness we. There is a vaccine and multiple vaccines coming through and perhaps next Christmas we can sit down and we might do the same thing again to say, mm. yes, we're back. I know. Be fun, I hope it? so. I really mm. hope so. I mean, this vaccine is very promising. I think it's going to take a long time to vaccinate the whole country, but we'll get there. I th- I've got, I'm, I'm positive and optimistic that this time next year I would have thrown all my masks in the bin. <laughs> do you know, well, because I'm cautious I'm going to keep them just in case but yes for <laughs> prosperity but no or, or possibly for but I think we have learned a huge amount and um you know from from looking f- last spring March April 2020 we were actually working together to go forward into an easter egg hunt yes. in aid of the Murray Parish Trust and which we've now been doing for two or three years and it masses of children run around the gardens and it's a great way of of sharing the good work that you do and just having a great family fun day out and then of course we kept thinking we cancelled it Mm. obviously and postponed it for another year but goodness me who would have thought that we'd be wondering you know where we're going next spring it's such a shame and also because it's quite funny actually i mean it's not funny but it's funny having to cancel the easter egg hunt because we had to do it quite it was quite near the last minute wasn't yeah it? we it thought was. we might still be able to hold it of course by which time we'd already got all the easter eggs <laughs> <laughs> oh my god so i know it's not really a problem but we were left we were left with hundreds and hundreds of easter eggs so i think i think we took them all off to care homes actually we gave them all to care homes but when i go into the office there's still a big old bag of sort of mini eggs oh my goodness i know they've nearly gone off but i'm still tucking in (laughs) it doesn't really go off it was (laughs) such a shame anyway i'm I'm hoping that perhaps in a smaller way we can do it this year again Mm. because i think Pub, uh, meeting the public for charities is such an important way of of making sure you stay visible mm. and visibility is is what's so important isn't it but Sarah I remember when I first met you because I think I'd emailed you probably out of the blue mm, probably and <laughs> because I was doing a week in May of talks about script to screen because I'm so fascinated about how you see words on a page and I've watched actors at Downton look at those words and those lines and then mm. translate them into people characters and one-liners at which which we either cry or laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but 
it is an, it was an amazing profession. I asked you to come, and then I read in the newspapers, the Daily Mail. So it must be true that you, <laughs> that you hurt your leg snowboarding or something. Yes. <laughs> yes. Gosh, was it that long ago? Yeah. It was, wasn't it? Yes, because I... That's right. You look younger, I, by the way, so it's fine. God bless you for that, fine. my love. Um, yes, I do remember that because I remember coming and I was still hobbling, I think. I might have even had my crutches. But yes, didn't I get up and... T- I can't remember what we talked about, what programme we talked about, but... Bancroft, perhaps. Bancroft, yes. Maybe it was Bancroft. And also you had... You were very scary in Bancroft. Oh, terrifying. Horrible woman. Quite glad when that was cancelled. But you had the lovely Debbie Horsfield. Oh, well. God, do you remember? Who was Paul Dark? Yes, you did Paul Dark. Of course, she wrote Cutting It, which was my big break programme. So it was lovely to run into her because she was doing. I did the morning and she did the afternoon, which was fun. I yes. seem to remember. And I think Debbie Horsfield is Liz, who's on Downton Abbey's sister-in-law or something. No, really. So it's such a small world. God, it's a small world. Isn't it's it? extraordinary, actually, isn't it? But anyway, Debbie was lovely, and I'm such a fan of Pole Dark. Yes. And we also had Caroline Leslie Williams here, who talked about Pole Dark, and she just brought the house down because she just showed um, photographs, pictures on the on the. Projector mm. of Aiden with his top off. Yes. <laughs> Firstly, with his top on, and then she said, "It's such a wonderful sight." And now going to do the next photograph is with his top off. Yay! <laughs> so that's yeah. with us. <laughs> that's brilliant. Oh, brilliant! God, she was. She honestly, she's an extraordinary woman. I just cried with laughter. In fact, the whole of the Highclere office in those days when we could sit next door to each other, yeah. we just sat on the stairs with tears rolling down our face. We always have a lot of fun when we come here. Though. I mean, the Easter egg hunt is, is great fun, but the I, the when we did Downton at Downton, that was brilliant, I thought. It was fun, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, showing, showing the film at Downton, in, that, in the library at Downton Abbey Well, was I thought very it special. was really special for, for guests. Mm. There weren't that many we could, we could fit in the library. Mm. And I thought, so amazing to sometimes see on the screen mm. opening the shutters you're in the room you're they're in opening the, room the shutters that Lady Mary was in you know it was you know, their faces it, it was, was such surreal moments yeah. and I, I think it's those moments of pleasure and hope and fun and, mm. and I hope some of those moments will help carry those visitors and guests who've been here through because I think it's those you know, pinpricks of hope, which mm. help us walk. But we are now through the darkest day of the year, thank goodness. Yes, thank goodness. So hopefully it's going on. So what are you working on now, Sarah? Can you talk about I it? Can. I can. Well, funnily enough, I have just finished a job yesterday, I wrapped yesterday, a job with my husband, <laughs> Jim Murray. And we haven't, we actually met on a job. We met on Cutting It years ago. And so I, we tried to work out the last time we were in a scene together was 2004. That was wow. the last time we were on set together. And we have been filming a thing called McDonald's and Dodds, in which Jim is a regular character. He, he plays as head policeman in it. And I came in to play the sort of lead guest in the last episode. I'm not going to tell you anything about her. But she's, um, I'm, she's a very funny character, quite heightened, quite comical. It's quite a comical series. Um, quite I colourful. think we all need a bit of humour yes, mixed in fun. with the reality. It's fun. Yeah. It's a good. You know, it's a good. There's a good thriller element underneath it, but it's fun and it's heightened. And so, when does it come out? How long from finishing to coming? Is it about six months? I or? think so. I think they they usually save McDonald's and Dodds because it's very popular. So they they'll either do it in the spring or in the autumn. I don't expect they'll show it in the summer. So yeah, we might be looking at that in April. Oh my goodness! Yeah, which would be great. They do three films a year, three 
90 minute films a year so I've just finished that then I'm going off in January to finish an Inside Number 9 which is a comedy that I was doing when lockdown happened Wow! and we literally turned up on set and we're just turned around and pushed off <laughs> wow I know and just said right go home everybody go home and the whole set was shut down so we've got to finish that and then I go off and do a really exciting Netflix series called Stay Close written by an author called Harlan Coben oh my goodness is it Harlan Coben is that because I read his book yes. Yes. yes absolutely yeah well he's already they've already done two they did The Stranger and yes. Safe Yes, and now they're doing Stay Close. How so? I'm in in that, which will be really good fun. I think that'll be. Really so where's that? Where are you going to film that? Well, it'll be Manchester based. Right, it's Red Productions, so most of their stuff is in the north. Right. So I think we'll be based in Manchester, and we'll be doing some filming around the coast, the northwest coast, so maybe Blackpool or somewhere like that. Because I think a lot of the scenes are set by the sea. It's a long shoot. It starts in February and it goes on till August, so it's a big one. Wow. Got Jimmy Nesbitt in it. Who's do you fabulous. get a break in the middle of that, Sarah? Yes, I do. I mean, like half term. Yeah. <laughs> Holiday. We do get breaks. And this particular story is three separate stories, three separate characters, so they all have their own little bit. So I'm presuming that while one person's filming, I'll get a bit off. Do you know what I mean? So it won't be solid. So it's going to be an interesting job, I think. Wow, well, congratulations on that. I know, it's a relief because over, you know, last this year has been scary for actors. Terrifying. And there was a point, you know, where Jim and I were seriously worried about what was going to happen and how, if production companies started working again, how that was going to look and, you know, how how that would work. And they have found a way to get a set and a cast and a crew on set together and make it doable in 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 covid times but it's a very different experience it is i mean for what it's worth um highclere did christmas at highclere yeah which of course we filmed in november mm. and for the for the film team itn productions for some of them it was their first job since march Gosh. i mean it was they came here there was a huge amount of laughter because one of our stress relief valves is a very poor sense of humour, which is mainly all our <laughs> old favourite lines from, you know, Dad's Army or yeah. Hours of Vicar of Dibley. So we all turn straight back to Are You Being Served and Mrs. Slocum. Brilliant. So it's all, yeah. it's all <laughs> I remember right. Mrs. Slocum, yeah. So, I was arguing about exactly who is Mrs. Slocum and whether Geordie is young Mr. Grace or not. But anyway, but, but that exactly makes us completely crack up. So the, apparently the film crew, Dave, Brent and Amy, uh, Brent was, he, he he was, he was shaking with laughter so much that not all of his film could be used because it was on there. But again, we managed to film it um, safely mm. and with all of us, with a cast of characters, and turn it round, and it came out in sort of mid-December. So mm. that was extraordinary. It was really interesting working with them. And, you know, you then, from the first nervous steps, build up an understanding of how where you're works. going and how to do it. Yeah. And, you know, see where we go in the new year. So that's led to so many inquiries that I'm not actually... <laughs> I'm not actually answering them, because would say. But, but that's been really interesting and really nice. And, you know, there's still hopes of a Downton film, but see where that... See where that goes? Yes, yes. I think it's a kind of looking up, aren't they? It's, I tell you what, it's the theatre actors that I feel very sorry for. If they've had, a, you know, they've really felt the brunt of this pandemic, I think. They really have. And we did one, we made an effort here to try to draw attention to their plight. 
which is hugely real when you're struggling to have enough money to buy food. Mm. And in a sense, in the early days of lockdown, it was the musicians and the actors who gave us such a sense of spirit and resolution to try to keep going. And we, I found the Royal Theatre Community Fund and oh. Gerald Dickens, the great-great-grandson of Charles Dickens, came and gave a little performance of... Um, of oh, a Christmas carol in the oh, saloon around the Christmas. He's amazing. Oh my God, I loved it. <laughs> and very spoily because we couldn't have an audience. So it was just Geordie and myself. Oh, a private. But we could film it and then use it as a pointer towards saying, if you'd help, this yes. is one way of doing it. Yeah. So that was it. And, and I saw that um, Phoebe Waller-Bridge Fleabag must mm. have got involved because there's a, there's a portal of, of her contribution which looks amazing on it as well. So... It's just small things, and I've got some other ideas going forward to raise a little bit of money and raise the profile, if you like, of 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 some young actors to try and perhaps help them and pair them with some um, well-known actors if they'll come and help me with that. I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. I just think it's it's the more you. I think it's about doing things for other people, isn't it? Yes, it's of course, it always is, especially do. in this time. You know, it, it's been a real eye-opener, hasn't it, this pandemic? It's really, you know, it's, it's brought the best and the worst out of people sometimes, hasn't it? I've often thought the words that I've been re- using recently to look, look at it with the team here is it's the tide's gone a long, long way out mm. and you can see what everyone's wearing <laughs> <laughs> But not merely that, you can also see the natural rock pools or clumps of rock or things you're trying to avoid. So it's given quite a lot of clarity and you've understood who is there still fighting in the trenches and saying, can I help and yeah. holding out a hand? Mm. And, and and where that's less easy to find help. Mm. So it's been, I think, a high clear team. I think they're amazing people who work here, hilarious, <laughs> and um, sort of made it through from day to day. But one of the reasons that we also met, Sarah, was I was so moved by all that you and Jim have done with the Murray Parish Trust because, because... Because from the way you've created it and the funds you've raised and the practical focused application, it it does so much good. So Mm. do you want to talk a little bit about the Murray Parish Trust? Yes, I would. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know about the charity, I'll I'll give you the abridged version. (laughs) Um, Jim and I had um, a, a little girl, our first daughter, back in 2008, Ella Jane, and she was born, as you know, with a very serious heart defect. And she basically uh, spent most of her life at Southampton General Hospital, where they were brilliant. And they, I mean, they gave us the eight months. She lived for eight months, basically. We, they gave us that eight months because she would have died very quickly without them. Um, and after she passed away, we were so taken with the hospital and with the staff and with the NHS and how brilliant they were with her and how brilliant they were with us that we felt compelled to help them. Mm. Because I was totally ignorant about, uh, you know, what the NHS are given by the government and what they're not given by the government. And it, you know, became very clear that all the bells and whistles equipment that is life-saving mm. in, in, in the paediatric world is mostly funded through charities. Mm. So Jim and I uh, created the Murray Parish Trust and we thought, well, we'll just do a couple of bake sales, you know, maybe do a sponsored walk. And before you know it, we're, you know, raising £5.5 million (laughs) to build an entire children's emergency and trauma department for the whole of the south of England, Um, which we, you know, we bit this off and thought, well, we're we're never going to do it. It'll take probably about 50 years to do this. (laughs) 
and we uh, trundled off to the government, you know, thinking that they'd just laugh us out of Parliament. But they they uh, gave us half of it. They gave us two point five million, which is great. And then we joined with another charity who gave us another half of it, who raised the other half, and we raised the other half. And within three years, we had done it. Mm. And now this huge centre of excellence is up and running in Southampton. It sees thousands of children every year. It's saving lives as we speak. And we're incredibly proud that we've achieved it. Stupidly, what we should have done afterwards is had a rest. <laughs> but, but we thought, no, <laughs> we can, let's do it again. <laughs> so we took on another appeal, which was again £5.5 million for an IMRI scanner, which is an intraoperative MRI scanner within an operating suite, where a child, if they have a brain tumour, they don't have to be wheeled up to, up to one end of the hospital and have an MRI. They can have it within the hospital mm-hmm. suite. So the surgeon, if he's unsure of what he's doing, can there and then look at, at the image mm-hmm. so they don't have to have multiple operations. It's a really, really fancy piece of equipment. Um, the the appeal was 5.5 the NHS has managed again has come, stepped in and they've given half mm. so I think we're down to 2.2 at the moment uh, so we're looking for 2.2 million pounds it's been a very tricky year for us we had lots of wonderful events planned with, with yourself and with other people we've had to cancel so it's been a very slow year but we've kept going we've done lots of Zoom events I'm sick of Zoom I never want to see it again uh, which have been really successful uh, we've had people do things for us and, and donate money yeah. for us so we've, we've just kept our head above water and and we're now planning events for the end of 2021 a few with you maybe at spring see mm. if that comes off and then we've got two huge events in 2022 we're doing a wild in art event I don't know if you know have you ever heard of wild in art? No. They're this wonderful company that um, do these events. You've probably been to cities where you've seen animal, big, bright, painted mm. animals dotted all over the city. Yes. Well, that's a Wild in Art event. Okay. So you choose your animal, and each company sponsors an animal. I think they're about five grand to sponsor. And they're placed around the city, and they're there for the whole of the summer, and you can do trails around them. And some of them are done by very famous artists, some by local artists. And then at the end, they're all gathered together and they're auctioned off and the profits go to the charity. Um, So we are doing um, uh, one in Winchester. I'm not going to tell you what animal it is, but it's my favourite animal. So I'm very excited. It's a Labrador. (laughs) It's a a Jack Russell. It's not a Jack Russell. Um, But it's a lovely, lovely animal uh, that we've chosen. And in 2022, Winchester will be awash with these gorgeous painted animals and children will be able to do a magic trail around them. They'll be outside all of the wonderful places that you go and visit mm-hmm. as a tourist in Winchester. So hopefully it'll it'll make us a lot of money mm-hmm. and it will be fun for the community. It will get people... It's outside. It's outside. Yes. People can do... It's a lovely walk yeah. to do the trail. So we've got that. And then stupidly, I <laughs> agreed... <laughs> To um, with my friend Alex Lewis. I don't. Do you know Alex Lewis? He's a quadruple amputee. Wow. He lost his arms and his legs and his mouth and nose to sepsis. Um, he got a virus. Basically, this was probably about six years ago. Thought it was the flu. He got worse and worse and worse, and then it went into his blood, and he's, he lost his arms, his legs, his mouth, his nose. And instead of, you know, sort of crumpling and uh, feeling sorry for himself, he now raises 
I mean, hundreds and thousands of pounds for charity. He's got his own charity and he's helping the Murray Parish Trust. And he's amazing. And he came to me and said, would you like to cycle from one end of the south of England to the other? And I said, no, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) I'd hate to do that. Um, And he said, well, I'm going to do it. And I said, well, if you're going to do it, then I'm going to do it. So he's got a special bike. Yeah. That will that he has he's done cycles before and it's seven hundred kilometers we're going to do, and we're going to sort of stop at different places on the way and have different events on the way. I think it's going to take about two weeks to do it. So you're going from sort of Kent and yes, the South Coast all the way down to the bottom of of um, Cornwall. How beautiful! I know it'll be fun. How amazing! Well, I say it's going to be fun. It might be horrific. <laughs> An amazing experience. It will be incredible, and for yeah. him to do it, I think. And he's he's it's really he's such a great guy, and he's you know this is above and beyond for us. So and so you can't put this piece of equipment in Southampton Hospital until you've raised the entire amount of money. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, we were looking at maybe leasing. Um, an IMRI but I think really we want it we want to buy it so we know the hospital owns it having this piece of equipment will put Southampton Children's Hospital on the map because there's always a fear as there always is that children's hospitals will close I think we've got 11 at the moment and there's always an eye on Southampton or Oxford or what you know see if they can mm-hmm. close or merge so we really want Southampton to have its own person you know its own entity it's we don't want it to be closed it's so important it is I mean it is the main hospital around here for, for, for the whole for of so much. and the Channel Islands yes. you know if, if we didn't have it then we if you, you had a problem with the child who was born in I don't know, down down in the Channel Islands, they'd have to go to Birmingham or Oxford. And that's ridiculous. Well, it is. I find if I've helped Salisbury, because, but they specialise in um, back surgery and things like that, yeah. which is spinal injuries. So yeah. it's different where different ones specialise in different elements. Yes. And um, my father-in-law helped with basing soap with also some of the cancer elements. Yeah, basing soap, very good with cancer. So it's yeah. just... And then we've raised money with the, for the Newbury Hospital, which is now... Because there was no hospital... There was no chemo hospital or um, dialysis right. anywhere near here. Mm. So now there is a small centre for Brilliant. chemotherapy and dialysis in Newbury. So oh, again, you're not travelling. Yes. There is something to be said for keeping everything local from, really from help to health to therapy to food. Yes. You know, this it, is, it this really gives is. us strength, doesn't it? And I it? think when, especially, I mean, because we concentrate on paediatrics and Murray Parish, I know... I have seen proof that children recover more quickly if they are near their parents, if they are near their home. If you take the miles away, they're they're already stressed, they're already vulnerable, they're already So would I be. So would I be, exactly. You don't have to be a child, you know. It makes sense. Keep it local, you know. Let's really try and make the the most of our areas we can. And we've got a fabulous fabulous hospital, so... We really need to look after it. It's amazing. And I know Ella Jane's got a sister, hasn't she? She has, Nell. And how is Jim? Is he well? He's got Jim a little bit well. more filming to do? He's Fil- got a little bit more. No, he's, he's finished. finished. He's finished. Like, yeah, well. the whole thing finished. That, so he's finished. That's the end. So, so that's the last of the three films. films yes. Oh yeah, I know. So they'll do I mean, I'm sure that it'll be commissioned again. So he'll be back next year yes. with the next three films.
It'd be such fun if actually you could both be in Downton Abbey too, because there'd be yes. a party, couldn't I we? might have to ring Julian. Why don't you do that? I'll ring <laughs> you too. <laughs> get us in. Why don't I know? You can only act in Downton if you live in Hampshire. Brilliant. That would include Hugh and if, you. If we and went Jim. into tier whatever, yes. twenty-five. I don't know whatever. Uh, yes, if we could just do just Hampshire actors. So why don't we recast it? <laughs> we could all be in it. I could play an, a very much older Lady Mary. <laughs> <laughs> completely mad it really really is but um so looking forward sarah i really hope that we can go forwards and have a easter egg hunt oh, so do I. if we can't then we can't we can do something in the summer yeah. we can do a really fun trail in the summer and see where else we can go and see who we can get to come along to the easter egg hunt to, yeah to build all our sense of hope and optimism and fun actually too I, fun i've got to a feeling that. by the spring if we're all sensible you know in the coming months by the spring we'll have a little bit more freedom and then that and that egg hunt may well go ahead because if we give everybody a piece of paper and a pencil then they're not touching anything else they yeah write down the answers and they have to eat their own egg yeah. <laughs> <Fine>. <laughs> a metre apart a metre apart <laughs> and we could do an Easter bonnet parade where everybody followed two metres yes and we had a Congo chain yes like that yeah perfect we um, can make it work. We can pretty much we can make, make anything work. work. Yes, we can make anything work, can't we? <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Well, we've sorted that one. But seriously, I know we'd obviously be careful because you know we are raising money for a hospital. We don't want to cause any increase in numbers to go back there, which is, I think, everything that we've been doing here. And instead of welcoming a thousand people or 1,200, we've been welcoming 100. Yeah. But do you know what? It's but the art of the possible. It doesn't matter. You're still welcoming some. Oh, it's we're so lucky. Yeah. We are yeah. so lucky. We're really lucky. Sarah, I'm going to say thank you so, so much for coming and being with me today. It is the biggest joy, and I wish you and Jim and Nell all the best thank and you. the Murray Parish Trust. Thank and you. May it set off in a strong way to raising the next two and a half million pounds. Well, thank you for you are amazing. a huge support to us as always. Oh, I think you're amazing, grateful. lovely, lovely people. So, all the best, and here's to twenty bloody twenty one. Yes, yes. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> thank you.